the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. 30 water agencies that supply cities across the western U.S. are pledging to rip up a lot of decorative grass to conserve water in the overtapped Colorado River. Water agencies in Southern California, Phoenix, and Las Vegas were among those that signed an agreement that outlines broad commitments to reduce water use. The grass removal commitment centers on turf that people don't walk on and generally not grass in backyards or parks. Cities use about a fifth of the region's Colorado River water, and some have already begun paying businesses and homeowners to voluntarily replace grass with drought-resistance landscaping. Correspondent Jeremy House, Elon Musk has reinstated Donald Trump's account on Twitter, reversing a ban that's been in place since 2021. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas has a message to the church. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get a message out to the American church. I wrote a book, Letter to the American Church. I try to make the case reasonably, but we have to let pastors know it's time to decide. You cannot play the game anymore like, oh, we're not going to be political. Because plenty of pastors are being horribly political. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll get you to Narn with Brad Carlson in just a moment, but first a quick look at our forecast. 32 degrees today for a high. Monday, mostly sunny with a high of 27. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back for the fifth year, and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. You can enter to win once a day between now and December 21st at am1280thepatriot.com. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
Oh, gosh, I feel like I was here like 24 hours ago. Oh, wait, I was. Yeah, I absolutely was. Uh, it was an honor to be joined, uh, joined Mitch Berg's broadcast uh, yesterday as we did our uh, annual pop culture smackdown. My God, we needed some diversion from politics and the craziness that's going on there. And, uh, yeah, it was fun to be joined in studio uh, with uh, joining Mitch Berg in studio uh, Ed Morrissey, King Banyan joined us remotely, but it sounded like they were right there in studio, thanks to the magic of technology. So our Pop Culture Smackdown folks, check out Mitch's podcast page. Uh, you're going to want to uh, hear all that ensued. It was a hilarious time. Good time had by all, and I'm, as always, honored to uh, share a microphone with those gentlemen, uh, the OGs of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, they were all here on day one back in March 2004, and King Banyan, Mitch Berg, still with us. Uh, after all of these years. So uh, great times had by all. Now, we did take the first couple of segments uh, to talk about some politics. And one of the topics we talked about was, of course, Donald Trump. Uh, It's hard to not talk about Trump, even when he's not in office. Uh, But we talked about how this past Tuesday, Donald Trump made it official. He is going to run for president in 2024. Don't know why he couldn't have held off another month. It would have probably been best if we're all in and focusing on the runoff in the state of Georgia, because that will decide whether the Democrats have a 51 to 49 majority or a 50-50 majority. Obviously, it would be a lot better if the Democrats only had the 50-50 majority, because Vice President Kamala Harris will break all ties in the Senate. But uh, as usual, Donald Trump really doesn't take any of those other factors into consideration. This was eerily similar to a couple of years ago when he uh, torpedoed the two runoffs in Georgia and cost the Republicans the Senate majority. Yeah, I'm going to get into that a uh, little bit. But this is from, uh, see, where did I, uh, the poll quote from this uh, particular story from CBS News. Uh, They quoted Trump as saying, in order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. And I got to be honest, going, I mean, people anticipating that this was coming down, a lot of folks, well, after election night, were saying, okay, this should put the final nail in the coffin of Donald Trump, even considering running for president in 2024, because he's not going to win. Even if he were to get the nomination in 2024, he's not going to win, even against the walking cadaver that's currently in the White House. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, today is a historic day in presidential trivia. Joe Biden is 80 years old today. So we have officially the first octogenarian ever serving as president of the United States, if you want to know where we're at. So uh, even... Trump would even lose to Biden head to head in 2024. So Trump cannot run, but he's going to run. People figured he was going to run. And after the performance of the Republicans in the midterms, where Trump's handpicked and endorsed candidates, the vast majority went down to humiliating defeats. People were openly uh, rebelling against a potential Trump candidacy, saying, "Okay, he can't run. Even some of his most staunch supporters were out there saying he can't run again. He he just he can't run again. He's going to lose. Look at the performance in three consecutive election cycles. 2018 was a blue wave where the Republicans lost uh, 40 House seats, 40, 40, 40 House seats. Of course, Trump was defeated in 2020 for re-election, and yes, he lost. 
okay? Don't want to hear about how it was stolen. No, Trump lost in 2020. And then culminated with 2022. Three straight uh, losing election cycles for Republicans. Trump can't run again. He, he just can't. And the sooner we come to that realization and defeat him, just soundly defeat him in the primary, the better it will be. And he will have to be soundly defeated in the primary. And he probably still won't elect, accept the election results if he's soundly defeated in the 2024 primary uh, for the Republican nomination. That's just how he rolls. He was even signaling that back in 2015, 2016. Well, if I lose, it's, it's because it's rigged. The establishment rigged it. He was already doing that. Even in the going into the 2016 general, well, I won't accept the results if I if I don't win, you know. And of course, we all saw what happened when he didn't accept the election results, like he did not in 2020. So uh, I've got a lot of uh, different things to. Uh, people are agreeing that he shouldn't run again. You have several mega donors that are jumping off the that are jumping off the bandwagon. You have members of his own family, his daughter Ivanka and son-in-law Jared Kushner, are saying, nope, not having any involvement with the campaign, not having any involvement with the campaign. If he were somehow elected, not going to be part of the administration again, not doing it. And you know what? I don't blame Ivanka for stepping aside. First and foremost, she has a young family, and she, she indicated that that needs to be my top priority. And I don't doubt that for one second. Okay, she do, does have young children. But... Her own father threw her under the bus when she gave testimony to the January 6th committee where she con- she basically concurred what Attorney General Bill Barr said when Bill Barr dismissed the uh, fantastical allegations of Donald Trump on how the election was stolen. And Ivanka basically said, well, according to what Attorney Ge- General Barr had indicated to me, no, there was no uh, shenanigans to the foot to the level that had been alleged. And Donald Trump basically threw her on the bus. Well, Ivanka, you know what? She wasn't really around for that, so you know we can forgive her for her ignorance. Throw threw his own daughter under the bus. So it's pretty obvious why she's not going to have anything to do with uh, Trump 2.0. And let's be honest, it, we we always kind of suspected that this was all a, Trump. It was all about him. I mean, he's talking about we need to make America great again. The forgotten men and women who were forgotten in this country, you're forgotten no more. I mean, he he won in large part due to, well, Hillary Clinton is awful. Uh, but also, he he touched a nerve, specifically with the white working class, a white working class that typically voted Democrat. They're now on the Trump bandwagon. And he won in large part because of the white working class. And you know what? He appealed to swaths of voters that were not traditional GOP voters. He did. But there were other traditional GOP voters that also leapt off the bandwagon because of it. So that there, there are many reasons why he can't come back. Now, I get it. There are the cultists that are still out there. And I may be talking on a turn here. God bless Mike Gallagher. I love Mike Gallagher. He hosts uh, the Mike Gallagher Show weekday mornings, 8 to 11, right on these very airwaves. Mike's a prince of a guy. I've met him on a couple of occasions when he's been in town to do Patriot events, and I apologize for this description, but I heard his you know, reaction to Trump announcing he was getting in the race. Consigliere, forgive me, but it was the performative leg humping of Trump all over again. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, sorry. I'm not very far off uh, from your, your uh, point of view on that, Brad. I may be talking out of school here. I shouldn't talk ill of a colleague, you know, even though he's 
a national figure and I'm just a nobody on weekends. I get that, but I'm sorry. I, I, I just, it, it was, it was, dep- I got that depressing feeling all over again. That's enough. Put down the mic. Uh, I still got a few minutes left. <laughs> and Pete Hegseth, personal friend of mine. Uh, also, you know, the, it's the cult of personality all over again. Love Pete Hegseth personally. I, I, you know, I've got his cell phone number programmed in my phone. I could text him if I if I wanted to. So he may not respond, but whatever. And I get it. For Pete, it's personal because Donald Trump knows him by name. When a sitting president of the United States knows you by name, like Trump got to know Pete Hegseth by name, you know, I get it. You're 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 kind of starstruck. And and you know, as a result, Pete's not going to get off the bandwagon. But it's like invasion of the body snatchers all over again. I remember this vividly during 2016, how devastated I was at people who I held in such admiration and adulation and had tremendous amount of respect for um, not wanting the GOP to fall in the hands of a bunch of shysters. All of a sudden, they were kowtowing to Trump. It's like, what are you doing? This is the exact kind of candidate you always warned against, and yet you're jumping on the bandwagon. And you know what? To their credit, Trump won in 2016. And I was willing to give credit where credit was due. And I said it on yesterday's show. You know, we talked a little bit about Trump getting in the race. I said, when I in 2016, I, I didn't support Trump. But when I got in the voting booth, I put on a hazmat suit and I filled in the oval for Trump. And in 2020, I couldn't run to the polls fast enough to support Trump. Okay. But he lost. He lost. And January 5th, 2021, no, not January 6th, but the day before, January 5th, 2021, when the two Republican senators out of Georgia, David Perdue and Kelly Leffler, lost their races in large part because some Trump so distrust in the Georgia electoral system, I was done with him. From that millisecond, I was done with him. And then, of course, the events of January 6th happened, the Capitol riots, and that only uh, further emphasized my disdain for him. Uh, and it's like he can never, ever be near the levers of power again. And if he ever appears on my ballot again, I will not vote for him. I'm making that unequivocal statement right now. So uh, there was an editorial by National Review. You know, National Review uh, came together in 2016 uh, with an issue entitled Against Trump. National Review, once again, is coming out against Donald Trump's candidacy. So we will read an excerpt from that particular editorial. And take your phone call, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Baby, why don't we just turn that TV in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. As a former congressman and the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins Podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Yeah! Kick it! Hey, welcome back. AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out the fact that we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and check out our live stream video right there and leave a comment or question. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, National Review back in 2016 uh, put out an entire issue where all of the writers of that uh, great publication universally came out with an issue that said against Trump. So if you wondered how National Review was going to respond to Trump's announcement this past Tuesday, well, it was an editorial on NationalReview.com 
One word and one word only contained in the title of this editorial. And that one word? No. Again, this is from the editors at National Review. To paraphrase Voltaire after he attended an orgy, once was an experiment, twice would be perverse. A bruised Donald Trump announced a new presidential bid on Tuesday night, an invitation to double down on the outrages and failures of the last several years that Republicans should reject without hesitation or doubt. To his credit, Trump killed off the Clinton dynasty in 2016, nominated and got confirmed three constitutionalist justices, reformed taxes, pushed deregulation, got control of the border, significantly degraded ISIS in Syria and Iraq, and cinched normalization deals between Israel and the Gulf states, among other things. These are achievements that even his conservative doubters and critics, including National Review, can acknowledge and applaud. That said, the Trump administration was chaotic even on its best days because of his erratic nature and lack of seriousness. He often acted as if he were a commentator on his own presidency and issued orders on Twitter and in other off-the-cuff statements that were ignored. He repeatedly had to be talked out of disastrous ideas by his advisors and Republican elected officials. He turned on cabinet officials and aides on a dime. Trump had a limited understanding of our constitutional system and at the end of the day, little respect for it. His inability to approximate the conduct that the public expects of a president undermined him from beginning to end. The latter played an outsized role in his narrow defeat to a feeble Joe Biden in 2020 in what was a winnable race. Of course, unable to cope with the humiliation of the loss, he pursued a shameful attempt to overturn the result of the election. He didn't come close to succeeding, but it wasn't for lack of trying. The episode ended with Trump in a grotesque abuse of his powers, trying to bully Vice President Pence into unilaterally uh, delaying or changing the count of electoral electoral votes on January 6th, and with an inflamed pro-Trump mob storming the Capitol while the president gave no indication that he particularly minded. In the midst of this, he threw away two Georgia Senate seats in a fit of pick over Governor Brian Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger refusing to bend to his will, The resulting loss of Senate control allowed Biden to get trillions of dollars in spending that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise and confirm large numbers of progressive judges. Since then, Trump has maintained his grip on the party and done all he can to force force it to accept his delusions and lies about the 2020 election, boosting conspiracy theorists and fanatics and targeting for defeat with considerable success anyone pushing back too hard against him or his obsessions. Trump's success in imposing his fixations and candidate choices on the GOP played a large role in the GOP debacle in the midterms. This political backdrop raises the possibility that his low-energy announcement speech may be a damp squid. Certainly, GOP voters should give up on the idea that Trump is a winner. After securing the GOP nomination with plurality support in 2016, Trump didn't exceed 47% in either of his campaigns, winning in 16 with 46.1% and losing in 20 with 46.8%. This is, to say the least, a very narrow electoral path. And one must assume that with all that's transpired since 2020, Trump is weaker than in his first two races. The party's position has significantly eroded under his hegemony. When Trump announced his first campaign in 2015, Republicans were coming off a historic wave election which brought them to 54 Senate seats and 247 House seats. Republicans then lost the House in 2018, lost the Senate in 2020, and blew a chance for large gains this year. 
Now they are looking at 49 or 50 Senate seats and a razor-thin margin of control of the House of Representatives. On top of this, Republicans had 31 governorships. They now have 25 and have lost crucial ground in state legislatures, too. A lesson of the midterms was that association with Trump and stop the steal were liabilities, and no one is more associated with both of those things than Donald Trump himself. Democrats helped choose mega candidates that were eminently defeatable in GOP primaries this year and nominating Trump, whom Democrats are pining to run against again in 2024, would replicate this experience on a much larger scale. So I I know I've read a good part of this, so I'll just end with this final phrase uh, of National Review's editorial. The answer to Trump's invitation to remain personally and politically beholden to him and his cracked obsessions for at least another two years with all the chaos that uh, entails and the very real possibility of another highly consequential defeat should be a firm, unmistakable no. So there you have it. And look, as I as I indicated in the first segment, a lot of key figures, whether it was his administration or his donors, mega donors, people within his administration, you know, Vice President Mike Pence, uh, Chief of Staff Mick, Mul- Mick Mulvaney, uh, as well as uh, Mike Pompeo, all have indicated, you know what, it's time for new leadership. It's tri- time for a fresh perspective, time to move on. I mean, these were people who were the most loyal to him in his administration. And I, I remember saying this. Uh, in the fall of 2020, after the vice presidential debate, I'm like, my gosh, Mike Pence better articulates the accomplishments and the agenda of the Trump administration than Donald Trump himself. I mean, Pence was nothing but a loyal and very valued ally and got thrown under the bus because he wouldn't cater to Trump's delusions of overturning the election. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way, Consigliere? That was Vincent just wasting my time. Oh, Vincent, okay. Well, Vincent, uh, we, we always appreciate Vincent's contributions. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyhow, so my point is is that we talked about this yesterday with Ed Morrissey and, and King Banyan, Mitch and I, that the only reason Trump was reasonably close in 2020 is because the RNC collaborated with him to help him with his organization because Trump was a woefully disorganized candidate. Well, obviously, in the primary... Trump's going to the RNC is going to have to divorce themselves for Trump for obvious reasons. This is a Republican primary. You can't play favorites here. You can only help whomever emerges as the nominee based on the will of the voters, Republican voters. So, you know, we talked about viable alternatives. One name that continually comes up is Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis. You know, he's 44 years old. uh, If I'm doing math correctly, he's 44 years old now, which means Election Day, he'll be 46 and. So if you were to elect a Ron DeSantis for president in 2024 and say he were reelected in 2028, his reelection year in 2028, he'd be 50 years old. That's still a young man, a relatively young man. Well, it's young to me being past 50 years old. So, yeah. So my point is, is that there are plenty other viable alternatives. And again, everything I read in that National Review piece, perfectly relevant to why Donald Trump should not be the candidate. But the one specific criteria that I point to and will continue to point to is that even if Trump was a good president and was showed uh, solid leadership and didn't come up with crackpot conspiracy theor- theories and gracefully accepted defeat in 2020, even if all of that occurred, there was, 
I would still be against Trump running in 2024 for one reason and one reason only. He can only serve one term. That's it. Whether he's 76 or 46, he can only serve one term. And as I've said on this show many times, you need a younger Republican candidate to step in and have the ability to serve two full terms, given what's gone on in the Biden, just what's gone on in the first two years and in the Biden administration. You need a candidate who can not only defeat Biden if he's the candidate, and I'm skeptical that Joe Biden will be the candidate in 2024, but just say Joe Biden is. You have to have someone that can defeat him. Literally any other candidate matches up better against Joe Biden outside of Trump. Trump is the only one who is vulnerable against Biden. And if Donald Trump is really interested in making America great again, then why can't he use his position to be a kingmaker? Why can't he appeal to some of his cultists to say, hey, this is the guy that you should support going forward if indeed he were defeated head-to-head in the primary? But that's not in him. I don't believe it's in him. Only got about a minute and a half to go, so we'll get to Mark's call real quick. Uh, Mark, we only got about a minute or so. Uh, Go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance. Thanks, Brad. Um, I'm, uh, by the way, I'm not in a cult, as far as I know. Um, but uh, the thing with Trump is I remember quick and when he was running, and there was almost a pathological response from, and I hope you'll let me on your show again, from talk show host yourself, Mitch Berg, Michael Medved. It was like the, it's Armageddon if Donald Trump wins. And the thing with Trump supporters like myself, and I call him the greatest president, or certainly in my lifetime, uh, we wanted a rube, a barbarian, a narcissist, Someone who could give the finger to the New York Times whenever they wrote a bad article, and we finally got someone. And and my opinion, without the China virus, Trump easily sails to a second victory. And you know, I'll just give you one example. He's remember Brett Kavanaugh, Don McGahn, the White House attorney, and Mitch McConnell. You got to dump him. You got to. We're going to get killed with the woman's vote. Trump gave them the finger. Went the next day to Missouri, gave a speech. And just defended Kavanaugh. No other Republican president would have done that. So Trump is kind of like a, a family member to Trump's supporters who has many faults, but always has your back. And that's why we love him so much. Thanks, Mark. But again, I uh, appreciate the say- call. Yeah, we appreciate the call. We got to go. But like I said, he can only serve one term. Put all that aside. The differences we have in Trump's mentality and how he handled himself, he can only serve one term. Even if he had no flaws in his first term, he lost in 2020, so he can only serve one more term. And that's why he shouldn't be the candidate among many of those other things I named. So appreciate the call, Mark. Call back anytime. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. 
I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on. And the right front tire was low. And the next day, I called. And Justin answered. He said, let me take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Ride today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, don't forget, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there. If you want to watch the broadcast, leave a question or comment, uh, feel free to do so. I want to welcome in our uh, first guest to the uh, broadcast here this afternoon. Uh, Aaron Norman is a Lee Family Fellow and Senior Messaging Strategist at State Policy Network. Uh, Recently, Aaron had a piece at Spectator World talking about how the uh, Republican Performance in the midterms is actually reason for optimism going forward. As you know, I talked at length about the midterms last week and was very underwhelmed by the Republicans' performance given the high expectations we had for them. But Aaron seems to have a different perspective on that and how there is definitely reason for optimism going forward. So we'll definitely get her perspective on that. Aaron Norman, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So grateful to have you on today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. So uh, your perspective is that uh, Democrats have deluded themselves into thinking that they won last week and that it's a huge opportunity for the GOP. Now, this in spite of uh, the fact that uh, if the Democrats win the Georgia runoff, that means they'll actually have had a net gain in the Senate. Uh, Granted, they did lose a majority of the House, but uh, the gain for Republicans was in the single digits. Uh, Does that uh, change your perspective at all, Aaron Norman? 
I still feel that there is a really big opportunity for Republicans here. And there's a number of things that happened in the states that we can talk about as well. But the biggest the biggest thing that gives me optimism is the way that President Biden and the Democrats came out full force on Wednesday before the House and Senate was officially settled and kind of did a victory lap and said, this was great. This was a great night for democracy. This was a great night for Democrats, which shows that they're not taking a step back or any sort of pause leading in this period that's now leading up to the 2024 elections to evaluate where their policies and priorities might be out of step with the American people. And that creates a huge opportunity for Republicans to come in and fine tune some of that and, and really um, beat expectations um, in 2024. So how, uh, from your perspective, and I understand all that, but how from, from your perspective does a, uh, um, Donald Trump, who, let's face it, his candidates that he handpicked or endorsed, the vast majority of them suffered uh, resounding defeats, whether it was his congressional candidates, some gubernatorial candidates, whereas uh, other candidates within the state that didn't get the Trump not actually outperformed those other candidates. So how does that calculus, does that calculus change, I guess you should ask, now that Donald Trump uh, has announced that he's running for president in 2024? Donald Trump has announced that he's running for president in 2024, and there have been a lot of conversations happening on the right about whether that's a good or a bad thing for the party and the conservative movement. And sort of regardless of what side of that argument you fall down on, I think it's important that those discussions are happening, again, in a way that they're not happening on the left, where Republicans have started this process of trying to reunify the party and Democrats are still sort of very split between a moderate wing and an ultra progressive wing. Um, and that is only going to intensify if they don't deal with it. And it seems to me from some of the things we saw after the midterms that they have no intention of dealing with it. One thing where I uh, yeah, well, I will give uh, President Trump credit is even though he did lose in 2020, that election was uh, I think it was the first uh, the Republicans got the largest share of the non-white vote that they had since Nixon, 1960. So that was a very encouraging sign. And, and you had pointed out in your piece, Aaron Norman, that uh, Republicans had made, uh, had grew support among all minority groups over the past uh, couple of election cycles. Uh, cycles. Do you, in your estimation, can that be sustained going forward, regardless of Trump as the nominee or not, or the Trump effect? I guess I should ask. I think so, because we saw some of those gains during Trump's first and second run. And what we're seeing in 2022 is those gains continued. If you look at the share of uh, all racial minorities voting Republican from 2016 to the 2022 midterms, it's really steadily gone up over time over all of those two year cycle election periods. Um, between 2018 and 2022, Republicans gained 10 points among Hispanics. They gained 17 points among Asian Americans. Um, in this cycle, Republicans won Miami-Dade County for the first time yes. in 20 years, which is 70 percent Hispanic. So, again, this is one of those moments where if the Democrats can't figure out, hey, why are we losing these groups that were never even considered competitive before? If they're not going to have that introspective moment, then Republicans can continue to build on some of that momentum. And while 2022 may have been disappointing overall for Republicans, sometimes you're in a slow build stage. And I think we saw progress 
of a slow build in 2022, even if the, the end result wasn't exactly what was hoped for. Yeah, regarding the Republicans' undeniable undeniable progress with these voter demographics that otherwise have not been strong for them, uh, is there any one issue you can attribute to um, making inroads with these groups, or is it uh, different with with each individual group, Erin Norman? I think, like most Americans, the economy is top of mind right now. There was a lot of data going into the midterms and some post-election work immediately after that says that was a really big factor um, in how people voted. And Republicans have consistently, among polls done by kind of all political ideologically aligned groups, show that Republicans are more trusted on that issue. People generally in America don't favor the Democrats' approach on that issue. And so where Republicans can really focus on those types of topics and policies that address those issues, those are that's only going to help them on that slow build, not just with racial uh, minorities, but with all voters. Yeah, obviously, we're all looking ahead to 2024 now that 2022, for the most parts in the rearview mirror, is particularly now that it has been confirmed that the Republicans will take uh, the majority in the U.S. House. So going forward in uh, in 2024, it, it seems like the next couple of years are going to kind of be for both parties to try to set their agenda, what's going into 2024, given that there is a divided Congress, which I think is a good thing. Uh, not a lot is going to get passed out there. So as a result, you're probably going to get both parties uh, pointing fingers at which one is responsible for the condition that the country is in, if, we, if indeed we're going to continue to have difficult economic times. So I guess going forward, Uh, If the Republicans are going to have the gains that you say they very well could have come 2024, um, I guess what's kind of the overarching message or agenda that they uh, have to push forward with? So what Republicans at the federal level need to do is come up with a really clear, well-defined set of policies that address economic issues and have consistent messaging on that. One of the things I've been talking about in this post-election cycle is you can look back to 1994 and Newt Gingrich and the contract with America. And again, sort of regardless of of your feelings on any of the individual politicians or situation, they had a very clear plan and they could say, we are going to execute this plan and this plan is going to make your life better. And here's how right now we know economic issues are top of mind, but there isn't that that really clear messaging or idea of how Republicans are going to fix it. They need to come together, get those policy ideas and the plan together, and then make sure the American people know they're dedicated to advancing it. If they can do that, that's going to be huge for the next round of congressional elections and the the run for the White House in 2024. Once again, we've been joined by uh, Erin Norman. She is a a Lee Family Fellow and Senior Messaging Strategist at State Policy Network, talking about her latest piece in Spectator World about how if Democrats have deluded themselves into thinking they won the midterms, that's a huge opportunity for Republicans, and hopefully they could take advantage going forward. Erin, we appreciate the time today. Before we let you go, is there uh, any place where people can follow you on social media, websites, whatnot, to uh, continue to check in on your fine work? Um, yes, I am on Twitter. Um, you can look me up. I'm Aaron Norman. I actually don't know my handle off the top of my head. And then SPN.org is our blog, and you can find a lot of our polling work and other write-ups there.
Fantastic. Uh, Aaron, it's an honor to be joined by you today. Thank you so much for your perspective, and uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your uh, probably very busy schedule. Uh, have a great rest of the weekend. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, the closer, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Stock market have you nervous with massive fluctuations? With the impact of inflation, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you won't have to guess. Text money to 813-813 to find out how you can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% proven accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text money to 813-813 and find the consistency and confidence you've been looking for in your trading. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to get in or out of a trade. Text the word money to 813-813. We'll send you a link to our free live training. Protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Text money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting in, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com slash disclaimer and consent to receive calls and text using automated technology or pre-recorded voice event offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text money to 813-813. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Won't you walk the town away? Hey, welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. 
And don't forget, we have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So uh, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and check out our Facebook page. We do have the live uh, broadcast uh, up and running, so feel free to leave a comment or question there. So, Vincent, if you have Facebook access, you can uh, leave your questions on there. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll certainly uh, answer any, any questions or inquiries uh, you might have. So I only have uh, this final segment coming up this hour, and then we're going to be joined in the second hour by uh, Peter Johnson, longtime friend of the broadcast, he of Archway Defense. I, I actually reached out to Peter uh, last week, earlier in the week last week, to talk about the tragedy in Virginia where three University of Virginia football players were shot and killed by a former teammate. And then the uh, Club Q uh, mass shooting happened early, early this morning in Colorado Springs. So uh, just awful tragedies, and, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be the political aspect of it because everybody's going to politicize mass shooting, particularly the gun grabbers. But uh, we're going to uh, go a little bit beyond that, obviously. So Peter will be joining us at 2 o'clock. But before we get to that and before the end of the hour, I did at least want to address, uh, you know, the Republicans getting the House majority, as we mentioned, and obviously they're not going to be sworn into January, but when it was confirmed sometime last week, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday time frame, that it was confirmed, yeah, the Republicans are going to win the House majority, which just as an aside, if you need more than a week from Election Day to determine which party is going to be in charge of either chamber of Congre- Congress, my God, get your voting uh, protocols in order here, folks. That was a disgrace. Absolute disgrace what was going on, uh, particularly in Arizona. And yet we reward that incompetence with governor of the state. Yeah, Katie Hobbs, who's secretary of state of Arizona, she got elected to be governor, despite the fact Arizona has been notoriously incompetent in how they handle their uh, election uh, systems. So anyway, I digress. So this is from uh, thehill.com. House Republicans, fresh off securing a majority, immediately turn their attention to addressing the economy, public safety. You know, the issues they actually ran on during the campaign. No, no. According to the Hill, this Hill story, the Republicans immediately turn their attention to the foreign business dealings of President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and brother James Biden. The ultimate goal of the probes is to question whether the president is compromised by foreign governments as the GOP shifts its focus from a disappointing midterm to oversight and the 2024 presidential race. We will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. House Oversight Committee ranking member James Comer, a Republican out of Kentucky, said in a press conference Wednesday morning, I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in the next Congress. Look, I'm not suggesting this isn't a legitimate investigation, because it is. And the attempts to bury the laptop saga just prior to the 2020 election should also come under scrutiny. But to make this the top priority right out of the gate, literally within 24 hours after your party clinched the majority in the U.S. House? It's mind-boggling. Especially since you focused like a laser on crime 
And the economy, particularly the economy, that has always been the number one issue on the list of voters, including independents, which Republicans inexplicably lost independence this midterm election. I mean, that is the one group of voters that a party can usually rely on securing in a midterm election. The party that is the opposite in the, of the White House, that is, because typically there's a course correction. After a president is elected, typically his opposite party makes gains in the midterms. And yeah, the Republicans technically made a gain, but nine seats, it looks like. Very underwhelming. And yet, for all of your tough talk about we need to address the economy, you start right away with this laptop saga, which I guess is red meat to some people. And yeah, there does need to be an investigation, but this cannot be your top priority. And I get it. A lot of people are probably saying, well, wait. Congress is divided. The Republicans only have one one chamber. That's the House. The Democrats have the Senate. They're really not going to be able to pass anything of substance anyways concerning the economy. Okay, yeah, that's a fair point. But you at least need to make the effort. You at least need to come out with a message. We just talked about this with Erin Norman last segment. She referred to the contract with America back in 1994 when the Republicans swept into power during those midterms. That was a historic repudiation of a sitting president. Bill Clinton had been president for all of two years And the Republicans gained like 50 or 60 seats in the House, including the sitting Speaker of the House, who was Tom Foley at the time, was the first sitting Speaker of the House to lose his own House race in like 60 or 70 years. The Republicans got the majority in the House for the first time in 40 years, 40, 40, 40 years. Isn't that amazing to think about? In this environment, how one party could control one chamber for 40 years, yet the Democrats did until 1994. And then the Republicans got control of the Senate. Because what did they do? They came out with very specific agenda items. This is the legislation we are going to introduce our first 100 days in power, the contract with America. And that's what House Republicans need to do. Look, we said we were laser-focused on the economy. These are the issues. These are the policy prescriptions we are going to recommend When we first get in office and if the Senate Democrats don't get on board because they got the majority, if the Senate Democrats don't get on board or if it somehow passes the Senate and Joe Biden doesn't sign on to it. Well, I guess I guess we know who's standing in the way of of an approving economy. That's what the Republicans need to do. They need to bring forth the policy prescriptions, say this is what we're going to pass in the U.S. House and then kick it to the Senate. And then if the Senate blocks it because the Democrats, regardless of what happens in Georgia, will have a majority. There's your there's your campaign ads right there, right then and there. Democrats in the Senate blocked it. Any one Democrat that would have crossed over and signed on to this. okay, because it's fiscal policy, you don't need 60 members in the Senate to pass policy regarding the fiscal matters. You just need a simple majority. So that means if it's a 50-50 Senate, you could say every single one of these senators that's up for re, for election in 2024, what, any one of them had they crossed over, we could have got this to the president's desk. But none of them would do it. And that's your campaign ad right there. But instead, you're going to focus on a laptop. And Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, uh, to say he wasn't sensed over this is an understatement. Uh, he started off with dumb arses. What a bunch of idiots. The American people just rejected the GOP own the lib strategy. They signaled they'd love to have responsible adult Republicans in charge. 
In fact, from New York State to Arizona, voters elected Republicans who ran on local issues tied to the economy and crime. The GOP won the House of Representatives in large part because Lee Zeldin and the New York Republicans focused like a laser on the economy and crime. So the first big act of the GOP is to investigate a guy who is already being investigated by the feds and headed towards a prosecution. Speaking, of course, Hunter Biden, the president's son. Sure, they say it's about Joe Biden, but here's a dirty little secret. All of you mad at me for ridiculing this already love this. And if they did not do this, you'd still vote for them. There's not a single damn independent voter in America who is going to look at this and think, oh, my gosh, I so regret voting Democrat in November. In fact, most independent voters think both parties are already corrupt and play the system to their advantage. In 2016, Donald Trump pointed it all out and voters loved him for it. This is just more of that, and it won't accomplish anything. The GOP lost 13% of its own voters to the, in the general election and a majority of independent voters. It is the first election in five where the independents sided with the incumbent president's party. The areas of the country where the independents sided with the GOP were areas where the GOP did not run poo-flinging monkeys intent on making spectacles of themselves while screaming about 2020. So, uh, again, the Republicans haven't even taken power yet. They'll be officially sworn in in January. This is an unforced error. Let's hope they get to the policy prescriptions for the economy the millisecond uh, they get sworn in. Because I get it, you can do multiple things at once, oversight as well as passing uh, good policy. They better get on that uh, pretty darn quick as soon as they're sworn in, that's for certain. So, folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back, mere moments, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Gobble, gobble. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. 
The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. I've been thinking about all the good things I have in this life. A loving family, a great place to work, and a warm place to sleep. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Recently, I tried to count up all the good things I've been given. There are too many to count. I am so thankful for our loving Heavenly Father who has unlimited resources to give good gifts to His children. The greatest of all these gifts is what was accomplished at the cross by the Lord Jesus Christ. God has an incredible, sacrificial love that he would send his only son to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Eternal life, now that is a gift. I hope you are able to stop and ponder and thank God for all the good things he gives to each one of us. If you have any comments, you can email me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's lee at thekingdombuilders.com. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.